Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I wish that I have a camera right now to take a picture of this audience and to tell to my grandkids, you know, your grandma speaking English. <laughs> I can imagine the face of those kids. Mom, you talking in English in public? Oh my goodness. I always make them speak Spanish at home. In that way, they can keep both language, especially if they decide to live in South Florida. Otherwise, they are not going to survive. You have to speak both language. Some of my friends say, why you don't practice English with them? This is the best way. I say, no. If I practice the English with them, I be all day, all day long pronounced correctly the word. Because they would say, no, 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 man. This is not the way. This is the way. I prefer to speak in English with them. Let's go serious. <laughs> Let's pray. May this word of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Lord, my rock, my redeemer. Amen. Let's start and look in the Acts 4.12. Neither is there is salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. My topic today is about other ways how to tell the world about salvation through Jesus Christ. I want to present three main images of salvation in a simple way that describe what God through Jesus did and is doing for us. These are salvation as a reconnecting, salvation as washing, salvation as a breathing space. The three could easily illustrate the essence of salvation in Christ. Let's look salvation as a process of reconnecting. We all need to be connected. Just as our electric equipment needs power supply, our cars need gas, electricity, or another type of energy source to move. For us, it's the same. As created beings, we need to be connected to our power supply, which is Jesus. Our body is a combination of many parts. Some are physical, others emotional, and still others are spiritual. Health is real when these parts are properly integrated and interconnected and functioning as a whole. We, <clears throat> I'm sorry, <clears throat> we then experience 
wellness. The human being we know and that we experience in our life is fragmented and disconnected at the very core of his and her being. There is a constant search for ways to bring wholeness to the human condition. This is particularly the case in the field of medicine, psychology, and others. Let me share with you a brief experience of how disconnected we can become when we face certain circumstances on life. It was about 2 a.m. in the morning. I was on duty that night, and everything in the hospital hall was so quiet that night. Then we hear the cry of someone. It was somebody who brings a lady in a wheelchair to the nurse's station. As soon as she arrived, we recognized that she was in labor and was feeling very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. I asked an assistant to record her information and request that she be put in bed and could examine her to see how far the labor she was. When I proceed to examine her, I realized that there was no time to waste. The baby was already visible. She was rushed to the delivery room and had her prepared to complete the delivery. Minutes later, we hear the beautiful sounds as the newborn baby cried. I was so excited, and I say, it's a girl, it's a girl. At that time, I was also pregnant, with three months pregnant, with my second child, and I have two years boy at home. I have not finished telling her that was a girl for the second time when the mother screamed at me, I don't want to see her. Don't show me her. Take her away. Go away with her. At that time, that mother was disconnected, physical and emotional. Physical because the umbilical cord and emotional because she was rejecting that baby. I feel so sorry for that little baby that I took her in my arms like if she was mine. After the baby was taken care of and transferred to the nursery, I have an opportunity to talk to the mother and try to understand the cause of the rejection. I discovered that she already had two girls at home and her husband didn't bring her to the hospital and had said to her, 
if you have another girl, I will try to get the stone by someone else. This man was also disconnected. I tried to comfort her and gave her some advice and suggest that she get some sleep, think things over carefully. The following night, when I went back to work, I was surprised to hear that the mother ha has asked for the baby and that she also want to see me. I went to her room and there she was, carrying the baby by her arm. She cried and also apologized for his beha her behavior and announced that she had decided to accept her little baby. She gave me also a news. I decide to name my baby Lydia Belgis. <laughs> I was so happy, not because my name, because the reconnection between mother and child. <clears throat> we have to be connected. Medical science is studying very careful what is known as neuroplasticity. The brain's ability to reorganize itself by forming neural connection through our life. Neuroplasti neuroplasticity allows the neurons, our nerve cells, and the brain to compensate the injury and disease. Science has discovered that our neurons have the marvelous ability to reconnect and even to grow. However, the connected that we are talking about goes far beyond that human knowledge can accomplish. This type of connection is only possible through Christ. The condition of humanity is not like a physical ailment for which we can develop a medication that makes it possible to reconstruct or reconnect the different parts or function of the body. The fundamental disconnect we experience is the disconnection from the very source of our life and well-being, namely God. There is no glue. There is no derma bond. There is no staples, no sutures that can be used to retouch us to create to the creator in a permanent way. Our reunion with God is only possible because God decided to reconnect us. And he, and this he did in Christ. He was divine, divine and human and his own person. And we participate by faith of this union when we are united to him. Second Corinthians 5, 17 says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new 
creation. God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ. There is no other way, no other bridge, no other medication, but the costly sacrifice of Christ. Let us now consider salvation as washing. This image of salvation may not be an elegant one. And that implies that we are dirty beings. But it's very useful in the field of medicine. Those who have worked or are currently working in hospital and clinics understand why, what I am referring to. Cleanliness is a vital importance in the hospital environment, especially during surgery. The washing of hands, the sterilizing of the surgical instrument, and also the way that we clean a dirty wound. Even in the Old Testament, there is a record of the importance of the ritual laws to emphasize the need to wash oneself and even the utensils. Washing is not necessarily literal, using water or some other liquids, but also metaphorical, such as cleaning the body from toxin. The body needs to be cleaned inside and outside. And we have developed different ways to achieve this goal. We can deal with physical dirt in an effective way. But true salvation has to clean us from moral and spiritual dirt. We have not yet developed a detergent or an antiseptic that can address this problem. Our real problem is the uncleanliness of the soul, of the human heart. But there is a good news. This situation was resolved for us through Christ. In 1 John 1, 9, tell us, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sin and purify us from all unrighteousness. We, can, we have been cleansed of sin through the blood of Jesus, but we still look forward to the moment when the whole universe will be purified from the miasma of sin at the close of the work of Christ in the heavenly sanctuary. This is what he's doing, and we participate of it in the union to him. Now, what a breathing space related to salvation. Breathing was the first activity than Adam and Eve performed at, and that made them into living beings. It was the first exercise that they did, breathing, Genesis 
The combination of breathing and space is important in the area of psychology because anxiety makes you breathe difficult because the person feel they lack the enough emotional space to be at peace and control. Let us talk first about breathing. Technology has developed instrument and ways used in the medical profession, profession to enhance or even help a patient to breathe. After surgery, a spinometer is used for a breathing exercise or in intensive care when the patient is connected to a breathing machine that actually performs that function. In the Bible, breathing is directly related to life, and as far as we know, life itself is, is not an entity that can be literally transferred from one person to another. We can assist and even, even extend life, but we cannot give life to a human being who, as Paul says, is dead in his transgression and sin, Ephesians 2, 1. This type of death that science is unable to address, this type of death, the human being can deal with that. Here again, salvation is only possible through Christ, who took up himself our sin, experienced our death, and gave us life. We read in 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that him and we may become the righteousness of God. We are saved only through his life, Romans 5, 10. It is a new union with him that we receive the new bread of life. The bread of life of a new creature born from above, John 3, 3. This true healing, the divine cure of the human problem. Let's talk about breathing, that the breathing needs also space. As I mentioned before, there is also physical space and emotional space. In the hospital setting, the area where the patient will stay is very important, especially in the children's war. Many details are taken into consideration. So that space will contribute to the healing process. When a mother is about to give a birth, steps are taken so that the area is as comfortable as possible for her and her newborn. 
Emotional space is very important in the life of a sick person and sometimes for those who are not too sick. I can share with you a personal, maybe I cannot set the problem, a concern. I am not a claustrophobic person, let me tell you. But for me, breathing space is very important. For example, when I am in the cabin of the airplane and I realize that I am enclosed in a capsule and I cannot exit when I want, sometimes it makes me a bit uncomfortable. Especially when the air condition is not on. You see around, I say, oh my goodness. If I want to go and exit, I cannot do it. That's why for me, breathing space is very important. Could you imagine what would happen to me if I were chosen for a fly in outer space? Thanks to God that the space shuttle is out of business. <laughs> we need breathing space, a radical new space, free from anxiety of sin and guilt in which we exist. This is beyond technology and medical advancement. We are by nature in the pit of sin in need of freedom, a new space that supports life. This type of space was created on the cross of Jesus. His death and resurrection create an atmosphere of grace available through the power of the Spirit to, to everyone who believes. Ellen G. White wrote, in the matchless gift of his son, God has encircled the whole world with an atmosphere of grace as real as the air which circulates around the globe. All who choose to breathe this life-giving atmosphere will live and grow up of the stature of men and women in Christ Jesus. Step to Christ, page 68. But this is the beginning of the new space the Lord will create for us. The future space is called a new heaven and new earth, where there is with no death or mourning or crying or detaching or washing at nothing, for the former thing are passed away. We look forward for this wonderful gift. It is already ours, mine, yours, in Christ and nowhere else. 
May the Lord help us to understand and believe that salvation is only possible through Jesus Christ. This media was produced by Audioverse for the NAD Health Summit. If you would like to learn more about the NAD Health Summit, please visit www.nadhealthsummit.com or if you would like to listen to more free online sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.